Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really thrilled to introduce our guest today on Be Brave at Work. Lori Michelle Levitt is the pivot catalyst. She catalyzes momentum for leaders and teams through keynotes, leadership sessions, and peer groups, coaching, consulting, and software to sustain alignment and momentum. Lori has a passion for bringing life to great ideas and bringing nimble practices to grown-up companies. She is also the author of The Pivot, Orchestrating Extraordinary Business Momentum, and I hope that we'll hear all about that book as well. Lori is as confident to CEOs and speaks on aligned momentum, clarity, and culture change. She is also a founder of companies that make life better, including a remote monitoring company bringing cashless vending of potable drinking water to our world and gap assessments that guide major healthcare orgs through HIPAA. Results from an engagement with Lori is measured by increased unity, commitment, and productivity, healthier financials and valuation, and a great place to work with momentum without stalls. For three decades, Lori has guided and supported hundreds of corporate executives and business owners through numerous industries, from startups to the Fortune 100, and she understands the performance and risk challenges faced by leaders today. We are thrilled to have you on Be Brave at Work, Lori. I'm happy to be here. So I did a light walkthrough in respect to your background, but I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more from you on what you're doing today and how you are currently interacting in the marketplace. Sure. And and so when you mentioned the book, The Pivot, that's my book from 2017. And I recently published a new one called Pivot to Clarity. And everything that I write is about orchestrating extraordinary momentum. And so that's that's what I do, and I've been doing it for a long time. It just tends to change names. So in early in my career, it was decision support. And really, it's all about when you're good at supporting decisions, it's all about combining those things of what is going to be the best decision for the organization, as well as, which includes, the people in the organization. And... And what does that mean for the future? Because the past doesn't necessarily tell you what's going to happen in the future. In fact, today, it doesn't. And so all of those things are involved with it. One of the reasons I wrote that first book was because 
I was seeing the word pivot used so often in the entrepreneurial world as if it was super quick. And we've used it more recently as if it's something that's super quick. And you know what? When you're in an organization, you have lots of people. It's not quick. If you don't want to pivot or the change to be sustainable, but the culture that you've created that can continue to shift over time, that is sustainable. And so that's why well, I write used, about orchestrating. Great. And look, you use a couple of words that I think would be great for us to understand a little bit more. You know, one is momentum. And I think when we're working with organizations or even individuals, there is a sense that they need momentum in order to keep moving forward effectively. If there's a gap or a break, sometimes they lose momentum and they either have to start over or remind people. So, you know, where does the word momentum come from in the work that you're doing? And, you know, why do you think this is important to people, especially in opportunities to be brave in the workplace? I think oftentimes you need momentum in order to make good progress. Mostly, I find that no one has started at the start. And the start is that what one, what is the purpose? What are they doing this for? What do they want to see the change mean to the future? We so often go into these as a project. I grew up as a financial person. I did a lot of mergers and acquisition work. I was an analyst, so not a debit and credit accountant. I was the one that said, this is why this happened and this is what you should do in the future. And too often, even those, those I'll call them initiatives, were treated as projects. So we did all this work on the beginning and then it wasn't even looked at afterwards. How did we do? Why did this happen? Was this good? What does that mean for the future? How do we keep this going? And I see this happening again with all the wonderful pivots during the pandemic with leaders feeling as if people can do that again, just like that. Because no, it was a push and it was a project. And that is not orchestrating change. Well, I think this is a common experience most organizations have. And I think oftentimes there's an issue, so they meet to talk about it. And let's say they have a half day meeting and they grind through it and come up with their answer and next suggestions. And oftentimes we think we're done. And in reality, I think you've just started. And I think that's a great question to kind of end any meeting with, which is what's next? What are we going to do next? How do we keep this forefront if it should be? You know, how do we keep alive what we've done today in order to ensure that it influences us, right, in the ways that we hope it would? And perhaps that's one of the key definitions for momentum. That's such a great way to put that. And as you were saying it, what I felt from you was a reason, a purpose that, that, hey, we just went this because we want this. And that is often missing. Yeah, I uh, am often provided feedback from people off, uh, on a recurring basis that I like context. So it's not the fact that we're here, but why are we here, right? Why are we coming together? Why is this important? Why are we devoting time from our day, which is very, very valuable to, to talk about it? And then in my, from my perspective, it's just the start of the solution. And, you know, again, part of it might be, might be being brave at work and looking to do things differently or say things to people differently in order to make great progress. The second word that you used, uh, Lori, that I'd like to talk for a couple of minutes about is pivot. So I'm a huge fan of that word. I don't know why, but, you know, in my consulting practice, as soon as I start hearing this word 
pivot. It just sounds so powerful. Even the word pivot sounds powerful. And uh, to me, it's a change of direction, right? That we were going in this certain way and it made sense historically and it felt good. Now the world has changed. Our clients have changed. Technology has changed. And we now need to pivot, right? And move in a new direction. And it sounds like through your experience that it's not always a quick activity, that sometimes it's a multi-month or multi-year transition. That's right. And and it's, you know, how are we going to track it through the way? So how I define a pivot is with respect, respect of a leader is that the leader is orchestrating many shifts by many people. And I don't mean they're commanding it and they're telling people what to do. What I'm saying is the leader is creating a culture where it is safe for people to speak up. They are, they understand the direction that you're headed. They feel that, that pull of purpose and vision. And therefore, they know that they can take their best next steps. They can choose them. So when they're, when they're taking, let's say tomorrow, what am I going to do? Am I going to do what's based on what I did yesterday? Yeah, you are if you don't have all of this stuff in place. But, but if the leader has orchestrated this, I call it a state of, I'm going to use another term here, aligned momentum. <laughs> when they've, when they've created this state of aligned momentum, people are always thinking, all right, now revisit what's wanted in the future, and now what's my best next step. It might be what the step I took yesterday, or it might be something different. And then who do I need to ask about that? Who do I need to tell? Do I just do it? Those, it, it's, it sounds like it's this big thing. It's, it's a quick thought process, but it is a, an important shift in how people are at work. And I'll tell you, when you feel that way at work, you feel valuable you feel that you're making a difference. So you've written two books that both have the word pivot in them. One is The Pivot, and the second is Pivot to Clarity. Can you describe, you know, simply, Lori, what the difference in the two books are? Why did you write a second book sure. about pivoting? Yes, that's a good question. Uh, so the first book on The Pivot, so I, I, I mentioned that I have a financial background and I was analysis, so you get what you measure. So I, if, if you want to make, if you have this big lofty goal and you're not going to know how you get there, what you're going to know are how, do, how do you measure progress? How do you know that you're getting there? And so in my book, the concept of orchestrating this extraordinary momentum and a pivot is kind of big. So I had, at least for myself, for my reader, had to come up with what are these progress measures? What, how do you know that you're moving toward or you're in a state of where alignment and momentum exist? Because in that state of aligned momentum, that's when breakthrough performance occurs. It will not occur otherwise. And I've, I can see, I can look at an organization and I can, I can tell if they're there or not. And I can often tell which of the stages where they need to start. Many of them need to start at the start. And it's the great leader who has the vulnerability and the humility and the bravery to say, guess what? Um, we really got to start at the beginning on this one. So the six progress measures, and I call them key aligned momentum indicators, are clarity. So that this is your answer to why I wrote the second book. So the six are clarity, 
actually, I'll, I'll just mention them in three. The first three are helping you identify if you are ready for brilliant execution of your strategy. And then the latter three are indicating if you are ready for a brilliant, a, a better future. And so the first three are clarity, mastery mindsets, and nimble decision-making. And the last three are strategic thinking, talent adaptability, and coaching. And my so my next book will be on talent adaptability. They're not going to go in order. They're going to go on what our world needs today. I hear you. And it's so important to be observant of the marketplace and identify topics that really resonate with leaders. So what I'd love to try to do, Lori, is bring together three topics, pivoting, doing something that's hard to do in the workplace. And oftentimes when you pivot, you might surprise or do things that might be unexpected because of market needs or client needs, et cetera, and bravery, right? We talk a lot on this podcast about saying what you need to say to somebody else to be helpful. We haven't spent as much time talking about doing things that require bravery. And you might be the right person to talk about this with, because when I think about pivoting, it includes certainly saying things to certain people about direction and where their energy and focus is going to be. And it might be changing and shifting, but also doing things a little bit differently. So as you think back on clients that you've worked with who had to do things a little bit differently, what are some thoughts that come to mind or you know, what are some tips or ideas that you might provide our listeners that can be helpful and how to do things a little bit differently that takes bravery? Well, the the first one that comes to mind is that shift from being an expert to becoming a leader. And also this shift can also happen when a leader who has been a somewhat commanding leader is open to be a more collaborative leader. And how do you make that shift? So these they're two different shifts, but they're also very similar. And they're similar in know-it-all. So how do you shift from being a know-it-all when you're not a know-it-all because you're arrogant, but you're a know-it-all because you feel it's your role? So it's coming, from a, it's coming from a good place. But we all know that leaders who feel they still need to be the expert are not the best leaders. So if you want to be a great leader, you have to make that shift. And I, I help leaders with that shift, but I also, I've made that shift myself. And it took me, it was quite the journey because one, we don't, we don't know. I mean, this is, it can become a blind spot when it's coming from a, a place of, you don't know how you're necessarily being perceived by others when you're shifting roles. And that's a blind spot. And, and if, if I, if I, go ahead. Lori, if I could jump in just for a second, because, you know, this topic of expertise versus leadership is something that we have talked about on the podcast previously. And there, I think there is a kind of cultural belief, especially in the United States of America, that the more senior you are in an organization, the more expert you are, and that a president of a company is an expert on everything, right? And and it's hard to be brave with that person because your assumption and belief is that they already know everything or at least have perspectives or opinions on it. So uh, it's and it sounds as though this is something that we need to be aware of and maybe leaders need to be more vulnerable and say, look, 
I'm great at leading teams, but I'm not great at financial management or I'm not great at marketing or I'm not great at sales, whatever it might be. And that's why we have people here who are great at that. But that's not what I'm asked to do. I'm asked to lead these teams in directions that we need to go in. Is this an area that you find exists as well in the marketplace? Yes. And when I, I know it happens so often, but while you were saying that, the thing that comes up in my mind is that a leader can help those around them because it's it's very common. And I will tell this to leaders. I say, you can be the kindest, gentlest, most understanding leader there is. And, and there will be people who do not bring you the truth and that feel that everything you say is a command, even though you don't see it that way. And leaders can help others understand. So I think some of it has to do with respect. Can you define what respect is to them? They are not being disrespectful when they ask and they question. If you're open to that, right? If you, if you truly are open to people asking and questioning and, and bringing you the, as Jim Collins will say, the brutal facts, then help them understand that that's not disrespectful. Well, I think it does take bravery on the part of senior leaders. And, you know, certainly having a brave culture requires role modeling. And I do believe it starts at the top to create a culture and an environment where bravery and saying things to others respectfully and professionally to help them is important. But it, it does require leaders who are open to doing exactly what you are saying. And I have seen leaders across the spectrum some who are power hungry and believe that their answer is always the best answer and this is what we're going to do and this is why we do it to others who are like the leaders you're talking about who are empowering and say look i don't have all the answers and that's not why i'm here i'm here to help you grow and develop and make a better influence and impact in what you're doing and yet you know there just seem to be leaders who get confused in what i call you know speculation versus command Right. This, you know, I speculate something and everyone else thinks I'm commanding it. So we go off and do it. And I'm like, well, why did you do that? Well, at the last meeting, you said, I said, well, I, I didn't say do it. <laughs> I was just speculating. Gee, what if we did this? I wonder what that would be like. And you have to be aware of the fact that th that even if you speculate, that people might treat it like a command and go off and do it. Right. And so speaking of my book, Pivot to Clarity, I just want to be I just want to continue to be more clear. I, I use know-it-all a lot in my book. And I had one reader come back to me because the assumption when they read it was that I was talking about the person you're talking about, the one who just feels like they need to know it all. And, and no, I'm not necessarily talking about that kind of person. There are many of us who are very kind people who felt our lot in life was to be the person who knew. And people counted on us to know. And we cannot be our best at leaders when we're there. So I'm empathizing with all of those, all of you leaders out there that are like that and recognizing that it takes bravery to reach out to whether you start with a one-on-one -on -one coach or whether you go to a peer group or you, you do have people in your organization that can give you feedback and to help you grow through that because it's not, it's not a quick pivot. Nothing is. Well, I think you touch on an important point as we're closing out our podcast conversation, Lori, which is this developmental activity that happens starting in junior high school and high school and college and graduate school where 
you are trained to always be expected to have the answer, right? You study because when the teacher asks at the front of the class, who knows this or who knows that, you're expected to know. So we have grown up in this environment where there is an implied expectation that I always have all the answers. And certainly that transitions to organizations. And then, of course, there are leaders who take it a little bit too far and believe that they always have to have all the answers all the time. So, Lori, it has been great catching up with you today and talking about your two books. I think the first is called The Pivot, Orchestrating Extraordinary Business Momentum. And your second book, Pivot to Clarity, I don't know the subtitle. Um, Get Clear for You, Be Clear for Others. Fantastic. Both, I think, would be great for leaders to read, to understand the roles and impact they have at organizations. So, Lori, how can folks get in touch with you if they'd like to talk more or find out more about the work that you're doing? Probably the simplest is to go to my website, which you can reach at thepivotcatalyst.com. And if you want to reach out to me on social, um, you could find me on LinkedIn under my name, Lori Michelle Levitt with one L in Michelle. And on other social at Pivot Catalyst. Great, terrific. Well, Lori, thank you so much for your time today and for being such a great guest on Be Brave at Work. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore Being Brave at Work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.